What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. We are here today on the Wednesday show with Jonathan Nestor back to give, I guess, everything. His thoughts on the Snyder Cut, Falcon Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi um, trailer, Loki upcoming, Black Widow. We, have, we literally have, if you don't get your rocks off on Marvel then there's no pleasing you as a fan at all. And I don't want to talk to you because we literally had two series happen. We have a third one going. As the third one's about to go, I think on the fifth episode, you then have Black Widow dropping in, in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. Then two months later, you have Shang-Chi. Then a month later, you have Eternals. Then another two months later, you have spider-man to wrap things up so we're gonna get his thoughts on all that stuff i actually have written no notes because it's just too much crap to write notes on so what i'll do is kind of just lead him let's um let's get to the older stuff first let's get to your final thoughts now that it's been almost two months where are your final thoughts on the snyder cut last time we talked um you weren't sure yet um, I I made my mind up after the first viewing, which is rarely happens. But um, do you tell me what your thoughts are? Oh, it's a it's a great movie. I mean, I stand by everything I said the first time around. That it it definitely justified all all the complaints, all the noise that we're hearing about production prior. But after having digested the movie, rewatched it, kind of looked at things in context. This is how good I actually think the Snyder Cut. It made me go rewatch some of the older movies, and I was a little more appreciative about the older movies now that I knew where they were going. So movies I'd complained about, for example, like Man of Steel, when you go back and rewatch it with the context of the Snyder Cut, it actually kind of helps flesh out a little more, okay, I see the direction they were going with in those movies to head to this direction. So yeah, no, no, it's a thumbs up for me for Snyder Cut. Now I'm I'm all on board. Um, legitimately excited to see if they can pull off any Snyderverse or if they're gonna just drop that. We'll see. We'll see. They're still still building on that. Yeah, I think the thing that Zack Snyder has going for him is one, he's a he's a master marketer. Two, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has based his Black Adam off of the Snyderverse. He's based his Black Adam off of. Meeting Henry Cavill as Superman. By the way, Henry Cavill is rep by the same agent he is, which is his ex-wife. So obviously they're close. He's based his Black Adam off of Shazam, which is Zachary Levi's, which was the movie he produced. Like everything was based around these stories coming up, and he has these big plans in mind. And right now, Rock is he may even if you say he's not the number one person in Hollywood. I know he's the highest paid. He's definitely top five of power players right now and i would throw him in there with michael b jordan and kevin feige you know just because they can they should be able to do what they want to do because even if they had a few duds those duds don't compare to the money they've raked in to me in my opinion they rock this is a whole other topic we don't need to get on but the rock reinvigorated that fast and furious franchise like to me it was the same old, same old. They then they start bringing the wrestlers in. Like to me, I'm really curious to see what John Cena does. I'm really happy for John Cena, first of all. 
Um, yeah, me too. But oh, um, don't say. By the way, don't say that straight up to Fast and Furious fans. They're gonna get real mad. I, I don't care, dude. You guys watch car movies, so you can't be mad. Same way I watch uh, someone throws a sword or something. We can be mad all we want, but the reality is something like you're not gonna get hear me get mad if someone says, "Hey, man, Thor: The Dark World kind of sucked." No shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. Um, but no, just to me, I think he really helped bring some, a different energy to it because Vin Diesel's character is supposed to be dry in that movie. Man, that's a whole nother topic. But the point is, I think with Dwayne Johnson backing him, I think he has. I think we have a good chance to see, even if we see the two Snyder Cut Justice League movies that we know everything's gonna happen, and we just having the visuals though will really, I think, give closure to not just Zack Snyder but the fans and and. You know this because I was, I was torturing you and other people with it. I kept hashtagging their text messages, toxic fans, because I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. But um, I, to me, I, I said this on the show a few weeks ago, I was really happy. I knew off the first review, which I which I was not expecting that. But I, I got home from work. I immediately started watching. I watched the entire thing. I was probably miserable the next day, I'm sure. But I watched the entire thing. I knew for immediately, like, to me, just seeing Ben Affleck, get treated with the respect he because he's been one of the better Batmans. I know people won't like hearing that because they don't like Ben Affleck, but he's yeah. one of the better Batmans. Um, and for being honest, in the context of this this darker world, I don't think Christian Bale could have pulled it off because he wasn't asked to no. pull that off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I don't think he was the right actor for that. There's, ben Affleck was definitely... I mean, I'm not going to say I don't think so. Again, Christian Bale is such a talented actor... You know, I don't know how he would have interpreted that character, but rewatching it and, and seeing Ben Affleck was the right guy. Yeah, yeah. He, there, that's, that, that's my point. I don't, I don't, I don't think if anybody is if anybody is arguing against that, they're crazy. Well, yeah, no. My, my point is my my, my larger point yeah. is Christian Bale was the perfect Batman for what Christopher Nolan wanted. Absolutely. My point was my, I wasn't trying to bash. No one could ever bash Christian Bale, uh-huh. like whatever. Understood. But yeah, to me, yeah, he, uh, they, they, everyone was perfect in their roles. Um, I don't think it needed to be a radar just because you dropped a couple f bombs, and you, I get it. Everything with the Joker and some f bombs is all rated R now. Ooh, but that was a PG thirteen film. It was even if it was being because, dude, you literally have the Flash doing a musical course, uh, course in, uh, in, in the fucking middle of the film when he's saving Iris West messing with their hair while he's saving her dude like this pg-13 dude like what we, we get so sensitive now about anything to me that just was the only thing that, that annoyed me about it that's more of the, of the critics kind of thing though um but anyways I, i'm glad you said that because like i said i I've, i heard from a lot of people a lot of people were in my dms they weren't happy with it but i was like what what would you guys have been happy with an eight-hour cut of a movie i'm not watching i dude i don't mind a four-hour movie an eight-hour fuck you go go somewhere i'm not watching an eight-hour movie because you guys want to get the full ending of the story, we we knew what we were getting. They they yeah. you can't for all of Warner Brothers' faults, we can't say they effed us over on that because they straight up said it's a four hour cut. You're getting what you're getting. We already knew what we were getting. It was just about getting the visuals together and all the other stuff. So um, moving on, yeah. unless you have anything else to add. I, yeah, no, I was gonna say I I only know a, a handful of people. Out of everybody I know, actually, I don't even think a handful of people. I think maybe two in my entire circle that didn't make it through the movie. You know, the, that alone is a testament. I've right. had to explain that to them. Like, I know people who hated this movie who made it through the four-hour movie. 
I know people that have walked out of hour and a half movies within the first 15 <laughs> minutes. You had this at home, you watched all four hours, and you complained? I'm like, nah, dog, this was a good movie. Right. You liked it. You, you at the very least, consumed it comfortably. It just didn't sure. live up to some expectation. That's what this is, yeah. So, I mean, look at my expectation. So, I'll have you see these DC characters finally treated with the respect. To me, seeing these characters treated with disrespect was... Now, it's not on the same level for, as me because what the, the comic books, the, the thing that got me into comic books was a Fantastic Four. It's been more than just a crime. These people need to be locked in life, in jail for life <laughs> for what they've done to the Fantastic Four. So that I won't even get started on that rant. But to, to me, it yeah, was... That's... Yeah, that's the whole thing. But to me, this, this was a level down to yeah. see Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, or, and even... even me personally, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm the biggest fan of Cyborg. However, I'm the biggest fan of Cyborg when it comes to... It just depends on who what groups he's in. If he's in if he's in the Teen Titans and I can read that, I'm all for it. But when Cyborg's on his own, there's something about him to me. And I think you and I talked about this before, uh, not on air. He just doesn't do it for me off like on his own. I think he needs to be... Uh, he needs the buddy cop treatment, right? Um <laughs> I will say, aside from comics, he has never seemed to have a movie where they treat him like he's a he's an entirely independent character, right? right. And, and this was the closest they're gonna get. Yeah, I think Starfire gets the same treatment. You know, these, Which is these sad. are characters that clearly are gonna have some powerful story arcs down the line, but. I, I don't know whether the writers haven't figured out what they want to do with them yet, or they're still developing the story. Again, these are these are some of the younger characters in the DC roster. Sure, we sure, tend sure. to forget that. As far as us, but they're not so, as far as but, like kids, but they're so yeah. good though. I think that's the problem I have. Like that's why I've, I've always loved Nightwing and and Starfire and Raven. That's why I've always loved these characters because you can do so much with them because they are young, and that's the, a big part of their lore is they're young. Like to me and. If you and the biggest complaint we got about, by the way, Jonathan Esther did win the whole contest with the the, the, the characters uh, teams. But the the funny part about it though was eighty percent, literally not even exaggerating, eighty percent of people who voted, they complained. They said, "Why are y'all talking about people we don't know?" I was like, "This is not strictly MCU DCEU thing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, so, if, so like, if, talk, if you're gonna say superhero, you're dealing with people who are saying that we are we are full on into comics there's a broad range of this universe right various companies yeah yeah i mean we didn't even get into the image comics we no really, we didn't like, now with the boom of image comics and we left that alone we didn't do iw idw comics they're, they're boom comics from from yeah no we left a bunch of stuff out right so we, we, we were still trying to be mainstream that's what's hilarious about that statement exactly so <laughs> that was the funniest part about it but to me i think that's just for me don't, that's most. That's a nitpick. But even then, like I said, it's just what it is. But anyways, let's move forward. As we move forward, this was the show. You when we when we talked last year, you said the show you were looking forward to first was WandaVision. You got your chance to watch WandaVision. WandaVision was to me great. My favorite episode out of that was episode eight when you get to see for as dramatic and for as depressing as it was. I, this is the first time I can sit here. I I don't like using the word depressing because I think that's a very it's like to me it's like suicide it's a very serious word that people don't really understand what yeah. they're saying right but to me when i watched it it was the most depressing thing i enjoyed watching because we heard her story she's been a supporting character but a very important character since she debuted in age of ultron but 
seeing them put it on screen and seeing her loss and seeing how that loss turned into what she created, which came from her family, her brother, and we're not, and if you want to get into it, you will, I will not get into it because I don't think that uh, Agatha, Har- Agatha Harkness was used as a weaker villain. I think she was used as a means to get her to her to the next part of her story in this world because she's not done. So I, I I won't go there. But to me, episode eight was my favorite episode in the division. But the series I was looking forward to them. But once it was announced, and once because it was announced after we saw Sam get the shield. Once it was announced, I think I immediately texted you and said, "I'm all in," and you were like, "Really?" I was like, "Yes," because something about those two when i see them i remember i was at uh, a comic con i think it was in seattle somewhere and i'm dropping names again yes i am um literally they were just having fun those two were just had so much good chemistry like if you see if you just seen them at the panel i was like oh that that could be a movie there i remember saying that to myself and for them to do a show i was like which is essentially what we got was a uh, close to five hour movie from these guys i was looking forward to it the most I thought this show was a 10 out of 10. I haven't binged it all in one yet. I will do that because I'm an addict and I'm a fiend. Don't judge me. Um, but what did you think about it? Um, I obviously have to give you your roses. They went there. So I'm, I'm, I'm truly surprised Marvel and Disney... Because, you know, right. I, I'm, I'm truly surprised that they they went in on the conversation. And, and I do, I really appreciate the brilliance of how they did it, right? This, it was brilliant. I, I, have, I have this thing that happens where, I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure you go through it. But actually, I think you, you might go through it a lot less than I do because you're an actual writer. Um I have this thing that happens where every once in a while I'll, I'll read a story and I'll, I'll get a story high or I'll watch a show and I'll get a show high and, and I'll have this moment of just like, well, it can't get any better than this. Hmm. Like, well, where else are you going to go? We've, we've hit all the places of creativity you could ever go. You know, I can't imagine. Like, you read uh, you read some stuff like like uh, uh, Doom Patrol or stuff like that. The comic, not the show. Right. Which I have a question for you about that later on. So I'll try I have not that. watched it yet. Oh man, I was gonna. Okay, good, because I was gonna ask you about Cyborg, uh, since you were talking about that their interpretation of Cyborg. But but that's not the point. But you'll read you'll read a story and and you'll just kind of I'm trying to think of a good example. But you'll read a story. Oh, okay, like like a like a, a, a War of the Realms uh, from the Marvel series in in comics where you know. Basically, uh, a deity comes from Asgard to attack Thor and the Earth, and it was such an enjoyable series for me. And I just kind of went, "Well, I don't, I don't possibly know where they could go from here." You know, they've they've hit every story arc, or um, or um, for DC, what's the story they were just covering that I was just super hyped about? Jeez, um, I can't remember. But they, they just had a, a, a fantastic... Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the current storyline in D.C. with uh, with Strange, uh, Adam Strange, right? It's this political intrigue story with Mr. Terrific at the center, which is just freaking got my rocks off to begin with, that they're using Mr. Terrific like he's supposed to be used. Uh, but, 
but like you read that and then you go, I don't, I don't know how this story could possibly get any better. How could they ever create it? And this is exactly what this show did for me, where I watched it and the way they, like, like you said, I think it is definitely for me the best payoff of any show I've ever watched as a fan, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it's really hard as a fan to have expectations and have every expectation met on such a specific level. Because a lot of people misunderstand fandom. You're going to have people who are going to have issues no matter what. We just went through the Snyder cut thing, so obviously. But it's very difficult to have a show as a fan where us fans expect a certain spirit of the source material Hmm. it it was part of my complaint with man of steel that i didn't feel man of steel carried the spirit of superman the way he's interpreted in the comics but having watched the snyder cut i understand more why where they were going now that i know the general arc and, and there's more to come out sure but this show might be and and you actually said something in i think either the the last episode or the one before where this show, you mentioned that this show was the best payoff you'd ever had of any show, right? Mm-hmm. Like the best conclusion, the best wrap-up that you'd have ever experienced on any show. And I, and I legitimately paused to think about it. And I've been going through a couple of old shows that I was a fan of. And it, it it's hard to, to find one that competes. Because it just... I'm getting in arguments with other fans who are looking at it from a show perspective. And I've had to rewatch some episodes on, on just basically a show and narration perspective. And it was a little rushed and it was a little short. It could have been fleshed out a lot more for sure. If we're talking about like critical notes on actual, you know, story building and, and, and show context. And there's some issues in the last episode with some of the fights, but I, I, I I'll challenge them all the time. And like, but the freaking spirit of the show, are you kidding me? They nailed every major thing. They started the show with Falcon and ended the show with Captain America. Mm. Which a black a Captain test, America. A black Captain America while addressing every possible issue you could have with that transition in such a way that it doesn't matter. I have yet to see even people that hate it have been hesitant to not call him Captain America, which is a testament to what that show achieved by itself. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, for, and, and, I, and I didn't say that lightly. I was at my job and my boss radioed me because he's into Marvel stuff too. And he knows I'm a writer. He literally radioed me in the middle of the, a shift. We're busy. And he was like, Ryan. I was like, yeah, what's up? He was like, that was the best fucking payoff ever. That was all he said. And I knew immediately what he was talking about. And I thought about that, and I paused myself. And I think the one thing that I've always hated about superhero shows or movies or whatever, they always make us wait to get the comic book accuracy. Like, to me, I understand that Daredevil, like the, the Netflix show, he got his costume in the very last episode, and he wore it the entire episode, right? I get, I get that. I get the lore of it. I get that they were going with the more Frank Miller-ish whatever, right? But there does come a point where it's a trope is a trope and you lean on a trope. And the fact that he embraced Captain America as he opened up that suitcase from Wakanda on episode five, 
And then we immediately see him come in and then he acknowledges, who are you? I'm Captain America. And by the way, the line I didn't say, but that's funny as hell, is a white guy says, I thought he was on the moon. I love the callback <laughs> to, to earlier. And so, so, but, but, for, but for Sam to say it so confidently and then for Bucky to acknowledge him and, and pat him on the shield and say, good job, Cap. You know, like to me, that's why I was all in on this show. I definitely feel like they've used Bucky in the right way. And now I'm really interested to see where you go with Bucky from here. He has to be a part of Captain America 4, without a doubt. Um, not, because he's a, not just because he's a great psychic, but because he's a great character. Sebastian Stan plays him wonderfully. And I remember something you said to me years ago when they first cast Anthony Mackie as Falcon. You weren't really in on it. Now, the only, now in fairness, the only thing I remember Falcon in, or Sam Mackie in, um, not Sam Mackie, um, with Anthony Mackie in, was him getting dissed by Eminem in Eight Mile, right? But <laughs> I, I did send that meme. <laughs> uh, yeah, but here's my thing. He's from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. I've always had a thing, a soft spot for just giving people a chance from my home state because I just believe we have so much, so much talent. Like I didn't, like I didn't even know this until like a couple years ago when my mom told me. I had no clue Apollo Creed was from Louisiana. I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's, yep. you know, I, yep. I didn't know that though, but I've always had a soft spot for him ever since I found out he's from Louisiana. I was willing to give him a chance and we had to wait for it. But to me, this is just me, the way the Russos, the Russos, the way, same way the Russos made Captain America a modern day Captain America, Steve Rogers, they helped his supporting cast so much develop in those, those moments. That's why. To me, the biggest pop, air quotes, you, you can't see me doing air quotes, I got was when an end game, when you hear Sam say, hey, Cap, on your lap. And he's the first one you hear. Like, to me, that was so significant. And I didn't realize it until they gave him the shield afterwards. But I was like, oh, that was a beautiful setup without you even, even thinking about it in itself. Like, that's the guy that, that, I mean, I'm sure him losing Bucky hurt him too, but Sam was just as close. You know, Sam was the modern day version of Bucky with no super serum and got back into the fight to be with Steve Rogers, which is one. Let's be honest. No black person is doing that. But anyways, um, <laughs> but, but he did it. So like to me, it was a great payoff. You see him in the suit. The suit is amazing. And then these fuckers at Marvel think they're fucking slick because and this is why I'm cursing a lot on this episode. The minute they dropped that damn episode six, all of a sudden the Marvel wave. Marvel Legends comes out with a beautiful wave of of show oh, yeah. accurate toys. Oh yeah, that 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 oh, Falcon, that Captain America that, Falcon. Oh my God, figure is is gorgeous. They even showcased that on the late night show. That's that's when I knew they knew they were showing off. They even showcased it on the on the Colbert show. Oh my, or, I, uh, I, or I, the late night show. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not because I do get people who ask me all the time. Are you collect? Do you collect everything? I said no. I collect mainly comic book accurate figures. It's very rare that I get show figures or TV figures or movie figures. Like I literally, and I'm gonna drop names. You like it? Um, I I got this. I got the Steve TV uh, uh, version of Stephen Amell's Green Arrow, Felicity Smoke, and some other people. But those are autographed. So I the MC versions just don't do much for me. But that when I saw Captain America and I saw those wings. I said, oh, my God, I think I'm having an orgasm, and I think I like it. So they knew what they were doing, but to me, it was a great payoff. There can definitely be a part two if they want to. I don't think there needs to be a part two. I think they can focus on other TV shows. Um, But 
I am looking forward to Captain America four. And the meme that game that got around that I completely forgot about the internet never forgets is when Tom Holland said, well, there's no Falcon movie. And you're right. It's a fucking Captain America movie. And I was like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> the internet is terrible, man. <laughs> I mean, look, I, 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 I was not, but I, I have changed since then just cause I, and I think we've talked about this before the, Oh, I know for a fact we have, the, the ability of Marvel to cast perfectly for what they're trying to do. Right. 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 They, they, they saw something in them. If there is any franchise or any company that has earned at least that the fan base shuts the fuck up about who they pick, it's got to be Marvel. They, I mean, they're sure. batting one right now. 99%. What, what character have they ever cast that in hindsight we don't go, oh, that was the right call? You know, and even oh, if you oh. have, it's a nitpicky one. There's nobody. But, and, and if you think about it, they actually cast two perfect Hulks, but Edward Norton's yeah, a, a yeah. dick, so they couldn't keep yeah, them. Yeah. If, if so, even even a War Machine, War Machine, they they and 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 that's for example, it's funny because when the black uh, when when Chadwick Boseman and and the tragedy of that whole thing occurred, I remember some people truly freaking out about like, well, how are we gonna how are we gonna move forward? I'm like, if there is any company on planet earth that has shown me they can do a pivot respectfully giving homage addressing the thing and get a new character or a new actor that fits the bill that they need i, I don't know who else just you, look at war machine you know what you, you, you know what really sucks and i thought about this a few months ago and i never said anything about it i'm glad you brought that up uh -huh. I my my first thought when Bozeman died not my first thought but my thoughts after like the because you you're the one who actually showed me you texted to me I remember I was, I was in the house like I don't know jerking off whatever the fuck and I was sitting there and you sent me a text it's a good and I was, time to do it it's a good time <laughs> and it just completely that that ruined my my entire night and I was like holy fuck you know and a lot, a lot of people right and it's that just ruined my night it's the same way when i found out dmx was in the hospital and i knew he was gonna die i was like man yeah that just broke yeah, my that, heart that that was a bummer the dmx thing was really heartbreaking because anybody that knows the story of dmx i remember a lot of people were like well i hope he's like i don't know man <laughs> if you know the story of dmx this is this is one of those things we we're all kind of like we're glad it took this long you know, it, it, right, it, right. it could have been, it could have been sooner. It could have been a lot sooner, yeah. And so, yeah. but that was a lot, those two times in the last several several months are the times where I've literally had my night ruined to where I literally cut my phone off, like, after maybe an hour later and just said, I need to be in my own thoughts and my, my own peace. But one of my thoughts when I came out of it was, it's a shame, it's truly a shame that Idris Elba and Mahersha Ali have already played characters in MCU. Otherwise, they would have been the perfect Black Panther replacements, in my opinion. Oh, no, no. But but I think the, the beauty of Disney is they're really good at picking people that we wouldn't expect. You know, again, we, we, I, I talk about, about Anthony Mackie, but we've had similar conversations about Chris Evans, you know? I, I think the only, per, the only two people that might have been picked at the onset that every comic book fan didn't have trepidations about was Robert Downey Jr., which they had before Iron Man 1. They, they had major issues with, and and uh, and uh, Scarlett Johansson. But that's because Scarlett Johansson can do no wrong, you know. But, well, if, I'm but sure if you ask Ryan Reynolds that he'll have something different to say, but anyways. Yeah, but that's also Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is a, a smart-ass, 
So he'll, he'll have something to say about everything. He literally has something to say about everything. And plus it's his but, ex-wife, uh, so I'm sure that doesn't help. Yeah, yeah, not at all. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, I mean, yeah, no. The the Chadwick Boseman and the, and the MF Doom uh, thing were the ones that definitely ruined my, they're probably the most painful celebrity deaths I've had in the last five years. So it was, and, and it led to, to some funny, which was our little debate about how the tributes for Bozeman were going. For me, I'm, I'm still I'm still recovering off of the Spawn tribute. Yeah. So that's, that's my trauma. And right. a lot of people liked it, which which is, I mean, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, as long as that's what comes out of it, that's fine. Right, right. But, 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 but to, to bring it back on show, I, I was going to say, yeah, no, the, this, this show is, it's so, so many scenes. There, there are things, for example, I don't see anybody talking about, which, well, first off, what better way to address the elephant in the room? Like, like when, when Isaiah, when Isaiah basically, when Isaiah Bradley looks at him and goes, they'll never accept the black Captain America. The fact they decided to just out and out say it, right? All that stuff you, you picked on me about, 100%, I took my L right there. Because I was like, they did it. They did it. The speech in front of the 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 council mm-hmm. they they did it they they went for it i mean i it's hilarious because literally the day after the final episode i was just going from form to form to form watching people criticize him and doing their damnness not to bring race about, into it and just watching people just pick him apart like yep no he addressed it in the show like literally, people were going and, uh, and and looking for people who were responding exactly the way uh, Falcon, well, Captain America. Now I, I need to get in the habit of calling him that. I just I literally just did the thing most people were doing. They were still calling him Falcon, and the people were like, "Yep, you're you're one of the people right there." And it was so heartening to watch the just the general reaction of the fan base to just be like. No, 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 they talked to you about this already. If you're still having an issue with it, we know who you are. Because he, he, he addressed you specifically, you know, damn right, that kind of thing. But there, there are a bunch of subplots. Like when you're talking about, about uh, Winter Soldier, right? I, I love that nobody is talking about the fact that Dora Milaje were able to disarm him as easily as they did. And remember... He's entirely trusting of Wakanda, and those wings that Falcon got came from Wakanda. And, and those are the little threads of storyline where I go, well, if there's a conflict, do they have something on these wings to sure. shut them down if they must? I mean, they have an ultimate respect for Captain America. You would assume they would never do that, but they had an ultimate respect for Bucky. And as we know as comic book fans, T'Challa has one responsibility above all. Wakanda. Wakanda overall. And he, he has made it abundantly clear. The, the Storm storyline, and for, for people that don't read the comics, there's a beautiful storyline where, where after marrying Storm, T'Challa has to fight Storm. And you discover just how dedicated. He is the, the, Panther, the Panther representative of Wakanda first and foremost. Everything else is secondary. Even love, even trust, even response, it goes to Wakanda first over everything. So you see these little scenes where you see him disarm Bucky, and then you go, you see them give Mackie the wings, which are beautiful and functional and are durable. But it's also like, wait, 
do they have something to disarm him? And I mean, it's it's just it's exciting, man. It, it, that it's it, just a little thread that they put all over the show, including just paying it off as beautifully as they did. No, I I I, I think what was it? Episode three was when I came out and I was like, this is the the, the best Marvel show out there. That that's it, you know. And I'm a big Daredevil fan. Yeah, and, and um. I do get what people were saying about the fights. Here's the thing, right? I get that in the comic books, Batroc and Falcon uh, or Captain America fight, and it's a fight. But here's the thing. That was... You have to remember, that this, in comics, there's usually a huge lead-up. Then you have one issue to two issues that are nothing but fights, right? Uh-huh. This whole thing built to where... That Batroc fight was not important to Captain America in the grand scheme of things. He had to go after... The, the the senators and all this other stuff that was his whole that was his mission which he knew and so to me i accept that that fight was kind of whatever just because even then you're seeing sam wilson evolve yeah. if you look at him in winter soldier he would constantly fight people that were stronger than him getting his butt kicked but he didn't know he would kind of know when to leave and not really this to me was showing him right the growth of everything and so um to me that was more important was seeing that and in the world seeing captain america and i did love what marvel did it was beautiful they took the thumbnail down of of chris uh of chris evans and put the thumbnail up of anthony mackie as captain america and so i don't know i'm in on it like i said i've been in on it um and let's transition because i don't want to keep you too much long because i think we have an hour um two last things one, we just got two stellar series. What are your expectations for Loki? <laughs> I, you want me to take another L on this phone call? That's not happening. I, I'm not. I'm approaching Loki the same way. See, with, with at least uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I, I, I had a general idea of where they had to end so I could make a guess. With WandaVision, we, we started WandaVision going all the people making all these predictions and assumptions and guess it's like how how you are guessing on a reality altering character you're you're right. obviously gonna get swerved and i remember i was just laughing about how silly it was watching people posit like what's coming next i'm like you have no idea stop it i feel the same way about loki i feel the same way about i mean marvel has this amazing ability especially the mcu of taking these uh these little known characters and entities and, and making them big right uh, people i mean it's it's hard for people to imagine today the fact guardians of the galaxy is such a popular brand is is one of the craziest things i've watched in my life you know right. sort of like seeing hellboy on screen something i never thought like christian america would be able to accept i mean there, there's there's stuff like that you just watch and you're just like man i i can't I can't believe it. So no, I, I have no guesses on where Loki ends. I have one I, guess. I do hope. I do hope your prediction about uh, about him transitioning to to young Loki works, or or is that? I, I, I think like, yeah. I do think this is Tom Hiddleston's swan song as Loki, and I think yeah. you're, I think you're going to transition to young Loki. I have but nothing. It, it could also be girl Loki. You that know, too, and, and we as now well. Know, we now know Marvel 
has the guts to go that route if they want to. Right, right. Like, and I, and I, for the record, I have nothing I'm basing this off of. I just feel like when you're dealing with the TVA and time, I feel like that will be his ultimate punishment since he should have died is to then go back to being young him, him, himself as a, as a youngster. And I think not a punishment. It'll be more of like, hey, since you helped us out, here's what we're going to do for you. Yeah. You know? And I mean, these, these are just, it's, it's so insane. Especially because now that I'm looking at it in the grand scheme of things, with WandaVision, you kind of knew where they were angling. It was going to be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Mar- Madness. Right. With Falcon, you know it's obviously Cap. But with Loki, I don't, I don't know what the dismount is. So even getting a guess in that direction is crazy. And looking at the lineup doesn't help at all. You no. know there's a Hawkeye transition coming. How the heck does She-Hulk fit into this? Freaking Moon Knight is going to be a show. Like, how does that work? the transition of having all these shows on these on Disney Plus too is a big swerve because with the Netflix shows you kind of go okay you're building off of the old you don't even have that to lean on right now they, they got uh, Ironheart Arm Wars are coming Groot the Gardens I mean it's just so just Secret Invasion alone right oh it's boy like, okay you're heading in that direction Somehow, all of this, and, and people forget, Secret Invasion is next year. Right. Right? Like, next year. So you have Shang-Chi, the Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love, and Thunder, uh, uh, Black Panther 2. Somehow, all of that will, will have to somehow get us started for Secret Invasion, you know? Something they probably set up since Captain Marvel. Sure. And 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 none of this addresses that we have vampires coming in Blade in 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 two years. How do you go from here to there? Again, it's just it's insane the legwork these writers are doing and their agility at adjusting. Like like you talked about adjusting to the pandemic and responding in the way they did and still delivering a show this good and this specific and this poignant while avoiding their original prediction of like, oh, we were going to go with a pandemic. And and since you know Marvel, you know if they had the pandemic as the original storyline for Falcon the Winter Soldier, that had bigger repercussions all along the line. So they had to readjust the repercussions as well. It's it's these these dudes are earning their money, right? And 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 to make you feel better, you know, twenty twenty three man, Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to all of it. Oh, and, and, yeah. and and since I made that, see, I rec- sometimes I record these shows so early. I record Wednesday show on Wednesday before I got on a plane, but I hadn't really had a chance. It's been really busy for me to really think about. That's why I said on Wednesday show. I don't know how you incorporate Shang Chi in the longer. Here's how you incorporate everybody. This is just me. This is me completely being a YouTuber at this point. To me, and we're, I'm gonna get your thoughts on Shang Chi next. But to me, I think Loki's whole thing is setting up for something large. I think right, let, let's just go with Falcon Winter Soldier again one, for one second. I think obviously they're setting up the Thunderbolts. That's 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 where U.S. agents yeah. going. That's where Zemo's going. To me, I would have to think the next big Avengers movie is Avengers versus Thunderbolts. Because what I'm thinking is Secret Invasion is going to cause so much fallout from people that we do not expect to be real. 
that are or that aren't real and whatever that is going to give Ross the inclination to say I'm going to do a better job than all of you and yeah. that will set up the and that will set up the, the the Avengers versus now what I'm curious at is just me there's no way you can let all these I know Hawkeye is supposed to retire Clint Barton to yeah. me this is just my opinion and obviously I'm going with comic books not MCU which is different levels but there's no way in blue hell Kate Bishop Young Loki are gonna be anybody on the Thunderbolts by themselves. I, I and and you're gonna know where I'm going when I finish with this. Yeah. To me, whatever this new Avengers lineup is, I'm going to assume we're at least gonna have Captain Marvel, Captain America, Bucky, Scarlet Witch, and Doctor Strange, which is a, which is a, a heavy lineup. But once you get to their weaker characters, air quotes, they Thunderbolts may have a, an advantage, you know, because Red Hulk's nothing to sneeze at, and I know Mark Ruffalo's supposed to be in She-Hulk, along with Abomination coming back. Abomination yep. is no joke either, you know. Yep. So, and, it, and that's before we dive into into you know what the threads of Spider-Man are going to be seeing, right. how they're bringing alternate dimension Spider-Man into it. Right. So, to me, I, I I think that's how you incorporate a lot of people is just by. Whatever secret invasion happens in Secret Invasion, it's obviously going to be, a, it's going to be a game changer, not just on a television level, but on a movie level. To where it's, I think that's going to, I think that's going to be the thing that causes the next Avengers movie to happen. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, but to me, my thoughts on Loki is, I just think it's just going to be a good do-over for him, and it's just going to be one of those things where it's kind of Thomas Hiddleston's swan song, and he's obviously one of the most beloved characters in MCU history. I mean, he just plays him with such charm. Um, but last thing I'll get your thoughts on before I let you go. The Shang-Chi trailer has, has dropped. We got two minutes of people being angry because China feels there's not enough China in it. Marvel put too much China in it. Who the hell is Shang-Chi? Why is Aquafina in it? Uh, I can keep going. But let's be honest. Before you get started, Jonathan Esther, I have seen... Those comics from the 19-whatevers, if anything was racist, it was how yellow they made the Asian people back then. <laughs> so... Original Shang-Chi right. was uh, the term problematic. Right. <laughs> it's thrown around. <laughs> what, did, what did he say? Like, uh, the, the legacy of the Shang-Chi comic is complicated. complicated. <laughs> so... so I wasn't offended by any of this. I'll give my thoughts after you, but I want I want you to tell people what what you think of the first two minutes of your. You said this on air. This is the most anticipated movie for you of the year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I've I've been a Shang Chi fan forever ago. Right? Like people people don't realize it, but Shang Chi was in the in the realm of the guardians of the galaxy back in the day nobody knew unless you were a hardcore fan nobody knew who shang chi was you know no nobody heroes for hire nobody knew who heroes for hire was you had to be in the in the cuts of comics to really get into that side of marvel and dc but again these characters were so popular they were able to garner a following and hang around and not really go anywhere and then and then once merchandising came around groot was just primed for, sure. for, for merchandising but shang chi never i just felt like he never got love it wasn't until the more recent 
Marvel comics within the last, say, five, seven years that they've really kind of delved into Shang-Chi and given him the love he deserved and shown people what I always knew about the character, which is, you know, Shang-Chi is a, is a, is a version of the ancient one, right? It, it, he, he, he's, he's not a version of the ancient one. That's not what I'm literally saying. What I'm saying is he has the, the, the same essence as far as character ability to, to, to influence a team, right? But this is a guy who, who can give guidance on a philosophical and ideological and metaphysical level while translating all of that to the physical martial arts, right? That, that's part of the reason Iron Fist was so disappointing for me was because was I knew Shang-Chi was in the wings who could do this way better. The complaints as expected I, I'm fine with the complaints. I completely understand that there was there was never going to be a hundred. Uh, when I wa did you did you see the complaints they had for uh, uh, what was it like uh, rich something Asians? Yes, I did. Yeah, same complaints. It, that was a show for the Asian community by the Asian community to the Asian community, and man, there was tons of complaints about that show. If that show could get complaints, yeah, Shang Chi would never had a chance. But I'm telling you, in the trailer, I just saw Wireworks. They have Chinese dragons. They, they made a point of taking the rings out because of the cultural issues that they could have of having a Chinese man on screen with a bunch of rings on his hands. You know, it's, it's, they've done everything they can do. And if there's any company that can handle all that criticism, it's Marvel. But I think people don't understand with, with the, the loss of like Tilda Swinton as the ancient one, and that poise, I think that's what he brings to the team. You know, now that Steve Rogers isn't gonna be the 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 soul of the team, it's gonna be Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie is gonna be Captain America, but he's a very different Captain America, and they've established that a lot. I think this is a guy who's gonna come back in and try to show the team how to balance, because that's that's always been the root of Shang Chi. Is he's all about balance, all about controlling your essence, you know, of all that chi stuff that Iron Fist was talking about. He's a master at understanding that. This is a guy who can, who can deal with world-level threats by just controlling power and controlling energy. I, dude, I'm excited. It, and I'm a fan of old-school martial arts flicks, which they already look like they're going to dive full-fledged into. Yeah, man. I, I, I think this is... I'm excited to see how the rings play into it. I like the new design of the rings as armbands as opposed to ring rings. It's 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 really interesting. I, I don't I hear the complaints. I think they're wrong. I think everybody's gonna get hyped to this and it's gonna get turned on by this. Well, my my final thoughts is are just um, I kind of gave them the other day, but Shang Chi to me, I was obviously excited for it when he finally gave I, 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 like. I've been looking forward to it since uh, I saw them have a Shang-Chi comic book accurate action figure. And I was like, okay, now I'm getting hype. And I bought mine. And I, I like it. I, I like the fact that they're going to go there. And look here. I understand people who have this thing with Aquafina. I don't know much about her. I know she went from being a rapper to an actress. And she's gotten a bunch of critical acclaim. I, you can, anyone can ask Jonathan Nestor. Most of the time, when I don't know actors or writers. I'm like, who, who is this? I don't... 
I usually don't delve out the realm of comic book movies too much when it goes to movies. If I, I someone has to say, hey, I think you'll like this movie for me to watch it, and even then, if I have the time, I will. If I don't, I won't. But um, to me, this was one of the most unique ones. I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to the Eternals too. But to me, this this one will stand alone because to me, having it be the first movie and having the I think we'll answer a lot of questions. I, I do think Marvel will do this. I think you'll agree with this, Jonathan Esther. I think they're going to answer a lot of questions we have from Iron Man 3, which is your favorite Marvel movie. We all know. Um, I hate you so much for this moment. <laughs> but I think it's going to answer a lot of questions. And I think they're going to try to like make you forget about Iron Man 3 altogether, which I won't complain um, but I just think it's going to cover that, that, that stink up and move on with this character that, as I do agree, I think he's going to be a vital part of whatever they have planned for this thing, because they're going to need him. Like to me, I remember when they first introduced, I think it was ultra, not Ultron, uh, vision in age of Ultron. I was like, they're going to need vision down. I just, I just, I don't know. Just, I knew, we, I knew we already knew where we were going with thing and also knows other stuff, but I just like, they're going to need him for other things. And, Little did I know Scarlet Witch would need him most of anybody, but I feel like Shang-Chi is going to be needed because, as you said, Anthony Mackie is definitely, to me, the difference between Anthony Mackie's cap and Chris Evans' cap is Steve Rogers constantly, even though he questioned things, it got to a point where, and he even said this in, in Infinity War, I'm done asking permission. He, he got to that point. I'm wondering when... Or if that will happen with uh, Sam Wilson. And if it does, as you said earlier, the thread from Wakanda. He has he has to have an allegiance to Wakanda in some. In some him and Bucky have to. They've done a lot for those two. Um, oh, but, but uh, people always forget. And, and I'm glad you brought it up earlier. When, when, when Steve Rogers wanted to understand modern America, who did he go to? You know, who who gave him all the direction he needed to immediately get an understanding and who presented it to him in a way that made absolute sense? You know, like not to not to diverge, uh, divulge a little bit of my personal philosophy and ideology on life, but I, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of the arts. And the fact that the first thing Anthony Mackie as Falcon as Falcon did was, hey, hey, you're you're a guy from who was frozen in the 1960s, 70s, and you're coming to modern America trying to understand this, and you came from the 1960s, 70s to a black man to ask questions. Okay, let me get you in the arts. Here, go check this this art out, and immediately it'll tell you. So, I mean, th- this is as opposed to Steve, who who was conflicted on some of the prior decisions and who was waking up into a world he's not used to. This Captain America is fully versed right. in this world, you know? And and if the show did anything, it, it did a beautiful job balancing the old... Because people forget, I, Isaiah Bradley, that's Steve Rogers' era, right? That, right? That's same... There is a similar bitterness that old Steve Rogers and Isaiah Bradley hold. Whereas old Steve Rogers is, is more accepting of what has happened... And Steve has always been kind of a guy, well, what do you say, you know, and we'll do that together too. You know, Steve Rogers has always been a guy who kind of accepts, I, I've made the choice, however we end up, 
this is how he ends up. I, Isaiah Bradley never got the chance to make the choice. Right. That was his bitterness. And this is, you know, uh, 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 Anthony Mackie, as Captain America, knows both sides of this story well. He, he is the hopeful guy, but like you said, he's also from Louisiana. He understands what it is. There's this scene with him. Uh, 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 he understands what it is to kind of go through 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 America's ups and downs. You know, the scene with him trying to get the loan. You know, he he. It doesn't beat him down. So if there's anybody who will have the stomach for this fight in the long run, knowing the stakes of it, there's a reason Steve handed him the shield. You know, right. it's one of those things. Again, and, and that beautiful moment in the, the episode before the last where Winter Soldier, you know, looks at him and goes, you know, me and Steve never imagined the burden mm. that you would get. That, that moment alone is just like, yeah, no, they're, they're in good hands. So for me, if if... To, to make a wild right turn, the the way this show paid off for me, if Shang-Chi can deliver on the character and give me a new Mandarin, I'm, I'm right there too. <laughs> if they can retcon my Mandarin and make him decent, I, look, they won me over. Y'all can, can have all your complaints. You know, give me some decent martial arts, a guy who properly understands uh, uh, who's the heart and soul of the team. You know, the balance to, to Mackey's fighter. Because Anthony Mackey's problems as Captain America are going to be completely different. This is a guy who's constantly going to be, have to, to and, and he, he's already shown he's able to take it, but who's constantly going to have to weigh the legacy that he's holding with the inability, because he's going to fuck up. You know what I mean? He doesn't have the experience of Steve Rogers with, with straight up, war on the american ideology the way it is he's a warrior he's a soldier you know a guy but he's he's a guy who understands trauma inside and out whereas steve rogers was always from the beginning steve rogers was the you can't knock me down american spirit this is a guy who came out already knocked down you know he, he that's why they bonded so well so it's it's i'm excited to see to see how Based on the conflict that Steve Rogers is going to deal with, I'm excited to see how Shang Chi comes into the team to balance it because that's what I'm predicting his role is going to be. You know, I don't know for sure whether because I think Bucky steps aside, he can't be an Avenger. It's it's he's still got a lot of work to do. I think Shang Chi steps into that role, and and until we know what the new Phase Four lineup is, I have no idea who else is in that role. We know Doctor Strange is in that role. We've mentioned that before, but we haven't even started talking about like. What about all the rumors about the X-Men coming in? Because Fantastic Four is coming down the pipeline. So it's... Mutants are going to come down the pipeline. So I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be... You started this 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 podcast with a very good point, which is if, if there are any fans with any complaints about Marvel, I right now you're so... Fu- you, Wait, wait a month or two. You'll get something you like. <laughs> There's so much good stuff down the pipeline. There's no way, as a fan, you should be complaining about anything. No, and I, I agree. And um, that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, uh, good stuff here today. Uh, thanks to Jonathan Esther for being on. Um, Always a pleasure. Yep, and uh, we will talk to you guys next time. This is I see things a little differently, and we're out.